I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. I sit on the iron throne of Opens. When you play the game of intros, you either win or you die. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Yeah, I think you're gonna talk. You're Man, gonna talk? oh no, no, you're doing so good. I felt like I was at a, I thought I was at a choir orchestra concert. I was very excited. Those famous choir orchestra concerts. Absolutely, yeah, with you. I don't know if you ever heard it. All right, whatever. Uh, Best <laughs> welcome to episode ever. <laughs> welcome to episode one eighteen of Not the Podcast You Deserve. That is music I'm pretty sure we don't have rights to, but it's okay. We're talking about House of the Dragon. And episode five? Five? I believe it was five. I'm going to go with five. And it's five, yeah. Is that how copyright works? Where as long as you just say that it's okay, you can't get sued? Well, according to She-Hulk, if you used it in a dating pro- profile first, it's totally yours now. And uh, that's how we connect our two episodes here together. And I am Handsome Drew. Uh, with just Kyle and Drew with a U, and we are talking. Just Kyle, Kyle is fine. The, you the just is implied. You, <laughs> there's no, there needs no predecessor. It needs so you'd rather by, you'd rather go by Kyle and is fine. God. All right, so I'm handsome Drew, joined by Kyle is just fine, and oh. Drew with a U, and we are talking House of the Dragon. I, House of the Dragon. I'm okay if it's also Kyle. If he's also Kyle, like kind of like an afterthought type of thing. Is that cool with everybody? Or should we just start this intro over one more time? Welcome to episode 118 of Not the Podcast You Deserve, but we're talking about episode 5 of House of the Dragon. And we have to add one extra beat to that, otherwise we're going to get sued. We need to vanilla ice our way out of this. And I don't think that's... I really don't think that's how copyright works. I don't think that you can... Hum Listen, a tune Kyle, and that whoever created that tune. Just Kyle, I've watched five episodes of She-Hulk, <laughs> Attorney at Law, and so... As, as a pre-lawyer myself. <laughs> yes, a pre-lawyer. And uh, this was a wild episode. We had a betrothal wedding ceremony, and as I predicted last week, nothing ever bad happens. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta all... We do a lot of like scatter shooting, and someone says something, and reminds somebody of something else. And we have to save the wedding talk for the end. Yep, yep, that's that's fair. Put my foot down on this. That's perfect. Okay, big fair. Great. Um, but in this episode, just the quick recap, uh, we're seeing uh, Rhaenyra get betrothed. Uh, we see King Viserys uh, go to the Valerians and say. Basically, hey, we need to make this happen. You see him be real, real, real weak and frail. And yeah. uh, it's not looking good for your boy who has been, you know, dealing with skin disease and all sorts of stuff for years now. And it's really taking its toll. Yeah. Uh, and you can tell that he is desperately trying to get things going uh, before he dies. He kicks the bucket. Question for y'all. Just general. Yeah. If... You're coughing a lot, and you're clearly having trouble. And somebody offers you a chair. You probably should just take that chair, right? 
No, that is a sign of weakness. Yeah, I think that was the whole thing. He was pissed off that nobody greeted him at when he showed up. Yeah. Because there should normally be like a parade, essentially. And then when nobody was there and he had to walk up there by himself, and then the king is sitting on the throne when he walks in, then gets up and then like okay. pauses and then bends the knee. I was like, this is a power play mm-hmm. by old Valyrian guy whose name I can't remember. Corliss. Cordless? Corliss. Yeah, he's upset. Corliss. Yeah. Cauliflower. Yeah. He uh, he was pissing him off on purpose, which I thought was interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Never mind. Proceed. Yeah. I love that uh, everybody has been really like, we love the Targaryens. We bend the knee. We've never not supported the Targaryens. Huzzah. And the moment there's like a little bit of weakness, everyone's like, quick, get what you can. Yeah. Scheme, yeah, yeah. scheme, 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 scheme. Um, you know, yeah. you see it with Sir Otto Hightower as he leaves and he's like, Listen, the king is going to die, like, real soon. And you need to get Aegon prepared to rule. And I appreciated the the pragmatic advice that he gave because he was like, yeah. listen, I don't care how good of friends you are with Rhaenyra. At some point, there's going to be a call to put a man on the throne. And she's either going to have to kill everyone, like, in rebellion, or just kill you and him. And that, like, that's a real possibility. I thought that was a really great scene between Otto and Allison Mm -hmm. when he said, "Either prepare Aegon to rule or cling to Rhaenyra and beg for her mercy." Um, That, like, really was the first time that it was put into perspective for me. I guess, yeah, the really tough situation Allison is in, and also kind of it makes me understand a little bit more why Otto did what he did yes. up to this point. Cause I don't think I realized yeah. how grave the situation was going to be for his direct descendants. If, if things go as the King planned, which was another uh, great juxtaposition, if you will, with the uh, Valerians. <laughs> Thank you. When, when the, the mom, the queen who never was looked at the King of Larry and was like, if we marry him off, like, there's going to be a huge war, but we're putting him in direct yeah. and, and right in the line of fire, which is funny because it's like, basically, best case scenario is everyone's really mad at you and like the rest of your life, you got to be looking over your shoulder. Like the worst case scenario is like you die immediately, like pretty quickly, yeah. you're going to be dead. Yeah. Um, so very tense. And that's why this show is so good. It, it builds so slow, but it they do it so well and not many shows can pull this off. Otto and uh, what's her? Her name's not Rhaenyra. What's what's the king's cousin's name? Alice. Oh, oh Rhaenys. Rhaenys. Okay, yeah, the queen who never was. That's a great use of juxtaposition because we have Otto who's vying for every piece of power he can get, and then uh, Rhaenyra's. Oh, I just got it wrong again. What was Rhaenys. it? <laughs> Rhaenys is at the point in her life where she's like, "Hey, I didn't get the throne the first time, and I don't really want it anymore. My life's been great with you." And I don't want my kid in danger. You, you've, you've expertly put those two. I didn't see that before. And you're right. Otto got a little bit of redemption in his scene where you got to see, like, he was doing everything right. And then his daughter made one mess up and he got sent out of the town. Sure. And also, yeah. I think in Otto Hightower's mind, he truly has been like, I've been doing everything for the good of the realm. Right? Because he, in his mind, he's like, I see what the king doesn't. Naming his daughter as heir is a problem. Like it's going to lead to war. And so like, I need to find a solution for it, but I can't just like, 
go confront the king about like you made a wrong decision that's not how you talk to kings so he's got to like work in the background to try to make i think in his mind he's the hero he's been protecting sure. the kingdom from the king for a really long time there were also other people he could have hoard out to the king sure. after the death of his wife than his own daughter. Well, yeah, I mean, which is where it gets muddy. I mean, you get a little bit of power for yourself, but you know, sure, yeah. and that's what led to him he was there for the taking. That's what led to him being kicked out too. You know, the most selfish yep. thing he did, um, and then he didn't. I guess he didn't prepare Allison enough, or he just kind of assumed that she was gonna. The the, the issue this episode deals with a lot is the parents trying to plan mm-hmm. out the kids' moves for them. And that's what gets them all just screwed up at the wedding that we're not going to talk about till the end. We just talked about how Otto was redeemed a little bit in this episode, or I guess his actions were at least. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Viserys was also redeemed quite a bit in this episode um, when he doesn't budge on the last name of the children who sit on the Iron Throne. Yeah. Uh, when the Valerian guy was like, they're going to take their father's last name, right? It's like, dude, relax. <laughs> like, he just offered you the right-hand seat of the throne. Like, don't be a total D-bag. And he was like, the Targaryen line will not end just because, the, just because it's my daughter taking over. He's like, as soon as they hit the throne, they will take the Targaryen last name. I thought that was cool um, from Viserys. Yeah. And then also that scene towards the end, when he's in the bathtub with the hand and he's like, you know, do you think they'll remember me in a hundred years and 500 years? Will they tell stories of me at weddings or like, maybe it would have been different if I had been the King during wartime or would I have, do you think I would have amounted to what Aegon did and the other greats? And that really like, that struck a chord with me for the first time of like, ugh, like this guy's kind of had a rough go at it. He's also doesn't have any balls, which Uh, doesn't help. uh, I don't uh, think he would have done great in wartime probably. But it's it's almost when you live, when you when you're when everything comes to you really easily and you don't have a whole lot of hurdles, yeah. you got to jump over obstacles, you got to get through. That you kind of start sitting pretty easy in the Iron Throne, and it starts to kill you. Yeah, it starts yep. to cut you up. When he's uh, a, a king of peace instead of a king of war. Yeah, uh, and I, I liked how he listened to his right hand in that scene. And the guy's like, he asks him, "Would I have been a great king in battle? You think?" And he's like, "Well, you know, it's pretty good that you're king of peace, right?" And he's, sure, he responds yeah. with, most people would have told me yes, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> but a, a crazy, insane person would like to have him beheaded and sent out. But he's obviously a really, tr- like, the advice he's gotten from his his right hand has been good up to this and point. I'll, I mean, I'll say this. He, I think he truly was a good king for peacetime because he was he's pretty level-headed. He hears a lot of sides. He knows how to, like, maneuver the politics a little bit, you know, without ruffling too many feathers. Like, Damon would be a great wartime king because he would just yeah. freaking wreck everybody. He right. would be a terrible peacetime king because sure. everybody would be like, why are you so crazy? Like, just chill right. out. Go on some hunts, you know? Marry 14-year-olds. <laughs> be chill. Um, there there are a lot of uh, interesting relationships in this episode, and we talked about some of them already um, with Rainey's and uh, Lord Collis and Otto Hightower and Alicent, uh, and there's there's a ton more to get into. What do you guys think of uh, Sir Kristen Cole and Renera and their relationship? E- even like prior to the wedding scene, just like as it progresses through this episode. I loved it. 
I this is the first time I've seen a representation of a royal person like fooling around with uh, somebody who's not royal and it's showing how much it ruins that person's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. every every single story that we've I've seen up to this point has been the royal prince or princess finds somebody, you know, the Aladdin story finds a a, a peasant person who's not royal and they fall in love and that's right because they chose love instead of for their house or their realm or whatever. Yeah, but this, this is very different than a Christmas prince. <laughs> it's like she, you know, met, fooled around with Sir Cole and he is so upset. Like mm-hmm. he's like I have worked my entire life, fought really hard in battle and jousted for my position as the king's guard and I gave that up for one night with you. And I, you need to marry me or else it's pointless or else I've wasted everything. But he also knows, he's like, realistically, you can't marry me here. So let's run yeah. away together. You know, it's the, yeah. it's the like, I'm 17 and I'm, you know, dating my first girlfriend and it's kind of serious and our parents will never understand us. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. run away and yeah. be so in love and get married right now. You know, I know we've only been dating for six weeks, but who cares? I feel like I've known you my yeah. whole life. Uh, and I think, sad. I think it's the most heartfelt, genuine thing. And yeah. it was yeah. devastating to watch Rhaenyra basically laugh in his face of like, uh, uh, no, I'm not going to Essos <laughs> with you. <laughs> like, it, get out of here. <laughs> it's really sad to see a character not know what TV show he's in. <laughs> you know, like that's the rom-com storyline. Like George R. R. Martin gave it to us. He's like, this is what would happen in a fun, happy story. And <laughs> that's not what you're going to get. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. And then just the, the tension of watching him just like slowly simmer yeah. and boil silently in his armor, which probably took him 30 minutes to put on. <laughs> the scene when they get back from after he said his heart and his dreams and his hopes crushed and the queen calls for him yeah and the queen says like eight words she's like you know there's a rumor going he's like i did it i slept with her it was me you can kill me if you want just please like i'd rather you not torture me but i did it it was me it's like bro chill out like here let the woman speak he totally blew it uh but it was i like i thought that was a really good scene it shows his honor and what kind of dude he is and exactly. uh, and then so I was gonna say uh, you're probably gonna say, I, I apologize for cutting you off if you're gonna say this, uh, but you have these honorable people show up in these storylines, and they don't last long. Never and, goes yeah. well for them. And it's yeah. it's not because this this TV show hates good honorable people. It's that the show try to tries to show you what happens in the medieval times when you try to hold the mirror up to reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like they don't know how to play the game. I think yeah. it's also an important lesson for Allison. I think she learned that everybody assumes that you know more than you know. Like, yeah. if, especially if you're in a position of power or royalty or whatever, they assume you know everything for the most part. Sure. So you don't have to ask a direct question. You just kind of hint at it and people will tell you whatever you want. Dude, from a cinematography standpoint, that scene when Christian Cole or Kristen Cole is telling her, like admitting to it, it does not, you do not see Kristen Cole for a lot of that. Most of it is just like a slow zoom in on Allison's face as she's processing what he's saying to her and what it means that Renera lied to her 
and that she got her father, you know, kicked out of Westeros essentially, like kind of for nothing. Um, and you can kind of see like that is the turning point for her as a character that will bring up to what she does at the wedding. Um, I thought that was so well done. Um, these episodes are so good. Um, one thing that we blew past that I wanted to talk about um, was oh, I, I think the opening scene is a bunch of really fun establishing shots that are very beautiful of Runestone, if I said that correct, Drew Crawford. Mm-hmm. And you get introduced to Damon's lady oh, wife, dang. and she shows up, and she's like, she's got her hunting gear on, and you can tell she's kind of awesome. Like, don't mess with this chick, and she's definitely not the kind of person that Damon described yeah. in the first episode. Um, and she immediately is just throwing it in Damon's face, just like, oh, did you get kicked out again because your brother doesn't love you, and he chose his daughter over you to rule? And my gosh, I love Damon, and I know I shouldn't, but what a baller <laughs> move. To I don't even That's think he like made the horse jump. Well, well, I'll, well, I'll oh, say yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Two things. One, I love that in the post-credit talk with the cast and crew or whatever, the director talked about how this whole scene was basically pulled out of one line, which was yeah, she was yeah. thrown from her horse and her like neck was skull cracked was and her skull, skull crushed, was yeah. crushed. And he was like, that's weird. What a weird detail to just throw in. Yeah. And so made an right. entire scene out of that. And two, I also love what you were alluding to, Kyle, of like, he... It's not shown that he did it intentionally. Like, he definitely right. showed up creepily, and he definitely was, like, being really, uh, like, ominous, but he didn't look like he intentionally spooked the horse or that, like, sure. he seemed like he was maybe up to no good, but in that moment, I don't think that he, well, they left it open-ended, at least, that, sure. like, you interpreted, was he trying to, and how baller of a move was it, you know? <laughs> No, the baller move was her saying, I knew you couldn't finish. And he just goes and picks up a rock. Not a big one and either. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, multiple swings. He yeah. would have had to swing that multiple times. Um, but that was that was baller. When you don't, they don't even show you his face or anything. They just show his hand coming back with a rock. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I thought that scene was awesome. And then he's like, I was... Thinking like, oh, we're about to get introduced to a new character, a yeah. new setting. We might be here for an episode or two. No, nope. five minutes, done. <laughs> Damon's going to kill some people. We're out. Um, which is why I think I love him so much. Um, and then uh, Crawford, I think we're getting closer to where uh, we need to talk about the wedding. So I wanted to ask you this. The dude with the club foot, who is the son of the hand. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me... So he had that scene with Alicent in the garden. Yeah. And he's the one who basically told her, like, you know, the Meister sent some abortion tea mm-hmm. uh, to Rhaenyra after that night. Which I think is the beginning of Rhaenyra, of uh, Alicent starting to question whether or not Rhaenyra lied to her. And then the Kristen thing really is what, like, kicks it off. But what is his freaking deal? What is mm. his end game? Why does he care and why is Good. he doing this? Is he working for his dad? Good. Is his dad telling him to do these things? Ask or these is, questions. Because his dad good. seems like a pretty, his dad seems like a pretty like good dude. Like he he understands. He doesn't really have like a dog in this fight. Like he kind of just seems like he's really the only one there who actually is smart and wants to do what's good for the realm. But his son is nefarious. He has to be because there's no reason for him to go up to Alice and be like, "By the way, did you hear about this thing that happened?" Like I'm sure it doesn't mean anything, and then just kind of walk like hobble off. So what's his deal, man? 
Okay. What can you tell me that won't ruin for me? Okay. So, there are two strong brothers. Um, oh, and then the other one who just shows up and he's the strongest guy in the room, apparently. Yes. He would have been helpful. Sir Harwin Breakbones. Okay, so there are there are two strong brothers. Sir Harwin, also known as Breakbones, and Sir Laris, the clubfoot. And uh, they are both sons of Lord Strong, the Hand of the King. And they're pretty much the essential, you know, brains and brawn type story here. Okay. One of them is deformed, not very strong. Can't do anything, but he's very smart, very intelligent, very like playing chess while other people are playing checkers, playing the Game of Thrones the way that uh, Tyrion would. And then you have sure. uh, Sir Harwin Breakbones, who's the big, strong, you know, oldest son of the family. Like, I go win tournaments, and I, my dad is proud of me, and I, I beat people sure. up in bar fights. And the two of them together. Uh, are going to be a pretty dynamic duo. And I don't want okay. I don't want to ruin and, too much but like they are very important characters as the story progresses. And uh, I think so one I, thing to note on what you were talking about like who's pulling the strings here, like who's you know, the hand seems like a really good dude. Did you see that one moment at the wedding without getting into the rest of it when he looks at his dad, and his dad like gives him the nod, like, "Yeah, okay, now it's time." And then he goes immediately and starts fighting people, but like he yeah. checked with dad first to be like, "Is now the time?" Oh, like do no. do I? Can I? Oh man, okay. But like it, wow. it's very much that was like, like well, dad. What do you want me to do? You want me to fight, or you want? Because like I'll beat everybody in this room right now. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Tell me I won't. <laughs> Tell me I can't. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Because that was the moment I was like, what is this dude's freaking... After my second watch, I was like, this looks more and more kind of out of place. And then when I realized they were sitting there together, and the Clubfoot brother has that one line of exposition when the queen walks in, I was like, okay, so y'all are brothers. Catching that because your hair is pretty much the same color. Uh, that guy's strong. You're, supposed, you're weaselly. Then I started thinking, like, I think the hand might be behind this. And now... I mean, you're you should always just assume everyone in Game of Thrones has the worst uh, out for each other, but that really bothers me because I really like the hand. So if they pull a if they pull a switcheroo on me, I'm gonna be upset. Maybe he was the one pulling the strings and making Otto look bad the whole time. Okay, I don't want to do this. This makes me sad. <laughs> what a good show! What a really good show. Okay, Is let's it do wedding time? To the redwood to the yeah. You get to the what are we calling this? The the green the, wedding. The the Ooh, green wedding. Wedding of yeah. fire and You know what I was thinking with that guy's The betrothal like brawl. Yes, that's a trademark. Nice. Set it one. here first. That's the one. I was gonna go with his face with like a pot pie that you would just like kind oh of my dug God. into. I was gonna go with the pot pie wedding. But yeah, no, that's probably for the best. Um so I, first off about the wedding. I love that Damon comes in and everybody already kind of knows that he killed his wife. Like, when, when uh, the king hears that news when he's at Valeria, they're all like, yeah, she got thrown from her horse and her skull was crushed, even though she was a great rider. Mm-hmm. And the king's like, oh, what a what a tragedy. What a shame. That's yeah. tough. Can we get back to marrying my daughter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that was... So I think everybody knows. And then when the... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Gerald Royce mm-hmm. comes up to him, to Damon. Yeah. And he's like, you know, in the veil, every man must answer for his crimes. And Damon... 
God, I love him so much. Stone face. His response being, why do you have something to confess? Like, <laughs> totally playing it off like, what do, you, what do you want me to own up to then? Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. That was a one-liner yeah. of all one-liners yeah. for Game of Thrones. Um, he's called. Quickly followed thereafter when he's talking to the future Rhaenyra's husband's. Oh, gosh. The sister of the guy Rhaenyra's going to marry. Uh, she's like, has anybody ever told you that you're almost as pretty as your brother? I thought that line was also <laughs> great. I am Team Damon from here on out. I don't care what anybody says. I'm Team I, Damon, and I don't care for Clubfoot. I, I'm I'm very wary of Clubfoot. Listen, I don't I, know I, a lot about sociopaths, Kyle, but I I <laughs> think you need to take a test or two. Uh, but I, I, I do love, I do love that to Kyle's thing about the sister that. Yeah, we've been doing some time jumps, but like nobody has really changed that much. Everybody looks. Some people their hair is a little grayer or changed or whatever, yeah. but like Renera, young Renera has looked the exact same. Oh, yeah. across all the time jumps, uh, Lena is it completely different. Like, yeah, and I guess things change when you're like twelve to sixteen or whatever. But like, I was like, that's not even the same. That's not even remotely close. To who we saw like three episodes ago. She looked like she was like eight. Yeah. Yeah. In the she was not on the same so. timeline as everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Uh, I think we've we've hinted at this over this kind of House of the Dragon series, but I I love the subtlety that this show is following the Targaryens. Like this, we are in the Game of Thrones world, but Targaryens are the family, the rulers. And when they're in a seat of power, the whole show is revolving around that one family. In Game of Thrones, they're not there. They've been demolished, and so everybody's vying for the thrones. So every family gets their own time. I kind of love that subtle, like, this is a Targaryen world, and we're going to stick with that. And the head of it, Viserys, there is some uneasy tension watching him look like he's about to pass away, waiting for this wedding to get going. Paddy Considine's done such a good job these last couple episodes. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. Andy from Hot Fuzz. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> um, the fact that he he was trying to make a week long event out of this ceremony, dude. You're not making it to Tuesday. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I think he's gonna make it quite a few more years, actually, based on the preview for the next yeah, episode. Because everybody's like 20 years older and he's still there. I'm like, wow. I think you've been dying for like three decades now. Um, Aren't we but, all? No, yeah, it's. I think the the shotgun wedding at the end was awesome. But before there, uh, I did not really pick up on this at all. When the queen is obviously not there at the beginning, and she waits until the king is midway through his speech, basically, to the doors open, and you, it's it's a tight shot of the king's face, and he looks like bewildered. He looks like what on earth is going on? And then it cuts to uh, Alicent walking down the steps in her bright green dress or dark green, green dress. Yeah. And Crawford turns to me and goes, do you know what dark green dress means? And I was like, no, why, what, what's happening? And then you get the exposition line from Clubfoot of like, do you know what color the Hightower's banners are when it's time for war? And Strong Guy goes, green. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really <laughs> held my hand I, I hate it if they did that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish they had. Yeah. I kind of wish they had left that. And line then out. they had the director um, explain that in the yeah, post credit yeah. scene again. I was like, okay, really not, we really not giving it. us a lot of credit. 
You were proud yeah, of that but, choice you made. But props to Crawford for knowing that off the jump because he thought he was like oh, green, and I was like, yes, what's the problem? <laughs> I thought something was wrong. I, I too was like, oh, think no. that's cool. I've just been watching. <laughs> I also think it's green. Yes, I've been watching a lot of <laughs> She-Hulk, so I'm just I'm attuned to <laughs> sure, it. Sure, yeah, yeah. So and then so she comes in wearing the green, which is apparently the high tower symbol for like get ready for war. And then after the king's speech is over, she goes and talks to her uncle, I believe. And the Robert, uncle stands yeah. up and goes, yeah. And he says something like, the house of Hightower is with you. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that kind of holds that scene for a while. And it's like, oh, okay. So everybody's ready. We'll She's sides. made up her mind. I'm ready for all out war for my son to be on the Iron Throne. Her family is backed behind her. She wore green so that everybody kind of knows that like, battle like let's go like we're ready i'm not so just laying down and letting this marriage take take away my son's yeah sure. and, calls Rhaenyra, yeah, no that was cool calls yeah, Rhaenyra and, her stepdaughter yes 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 what a, what a good day yeah. this is for you stepdaughter yeah. the first time. ice queen so cold <laughs> so cold yeah the the green dress calling her stepdaughter and then uh the high towers being like hey all of old town stands with you like Clearly, Otto Hightower went home and was like, hey, guys, here's what's about to happen. And we all need to, like, get ready. Uh, Time out. His name is Hightower, and they're from Hightown? They're, like they're Old Town. Old Town. And there's old there's town. a really big tower Hightower in the middle of it. Makes sense. Boy. Makes sense. Okay. All right. These names are killing me. Uh, speaking of killing, uh, that was definitely the most gruesome death scene so far in House of the Dragon. Does, where does that match up with... Uh... It's definitely another Joffrey dying at a wedding. So we, we've had those before. Yeah. Um, which... Where does this match up with... Uh, what's his name? Getting his eyes poked out. Yeah. Oh, Pedro Pascal never made a bad movie. Uh, uh, it's up there. It's up there. Because, I mean, the difference is you don't get to see his face get pounded into, what you say, pot pie earlier? Like, yes. It happens a little <laughs> bit off screen. Like, you see a couple... Fists blow it, and then it cuts away. And then it, and they do a really good job of, like, nobody knows what's happening. Nobody yes. important can see what's going on. I was going to say, that was one of my favorite things, is that, like, Game of Thrones came to the conclusion correctly that they're like, all right, we're doing a wedding scene. Everyone knows bad stuff happens at the wedding scene. Like, we're all just waiting for it. Yeah. Um, and so instead of being like, and now the death happens... They say, and now the chaos starts, but they don't show you what's happening. They let you sit in the suspense of like, wait, who is it? Oh no, like I knew something crazy. What is it? What is it? Like, and then they cut to it and you're like, oh gosh, because you truly, you know that it's Kristen Cole doing something, but who's it going to be, right? Like, is it, is it going to be him attacking uh, the Valerian or the boyfriend, or is it going to be Damon attacking somebody like well, and to even to draw out the tension as well, I don't know if you noticed or not, but during the dance uh, song number deal that's going on, there are battle drums playing the entire time. throughout the, And it doesn't really fit with what's happening musically. Mm. And I do think that that was Game of Thrones being like, oh, you didn't think this was going to be tense? Now we're going to make sure you feel <laughs> this is tense. We're going to play battle drums while this is happening. Because um, the whole time I was like, oh. Um, I, the one thing I wanted to say about like the wedding being the part where everything goes down, I kind of wish that they had at least one wedding that didn't all S hit the fan. Like, I, didn't, I don't like that it's like a calling card. I feel like this show doesn't 
is so real, oh, no. realistic, it's great. and mirrored reality. I, I, you know, not every wedding, not every wedding ends in bloodshed. Sure. Just the ones <laughs> they're going to spend time. I guess. On. Yeah. I guess that's the yeah. point. You're right. You're right. You know, John Snow and what's her name, Egret, kind of had a faux wedding, um, a little bit right before she dies. I was about to say so, that yeah, doesn't make it very not, also not great. Doesn't make it very far throughout that. But um, the the they give you. Rhaenyra and what's the Lenor? Is that his name? The prince that's getting wedded off the Valerian. Oh man. Oh yes. Lenor. Yeah. So their story is they have an arrangement and it seems to work pretty well. And there are a lot of these really great love stories that come out of kind of deals like this. I feel like the uh, Ned Stark and his wife and uh, Viserys and his wife. They're always like, we chose our brides for the good of our realm, the of the realm. and then yeah. they learn to love each other and you know yeah. they're hinting at that they don't hint at it they sh- go ahead and show you that this relationship's not going to be like that but ch- chances are if this had gone off without a hitch then they would have ruled amicably amicably i did love the Friendly. dad being like he's young he'll grow out of it and the mom was just like all right, well, yeah. you're an idiot. Uh, but I also, yeah. I cannot believe Joffrey being like, oh, I guess. Jason? He, yeah, he was like, hey, I uh, I looked and saw Kristen Cole looking at the queen one time, or the princess one time, and oh, he was immediately uh, like, they're totally doing it. Got it. Like, I just picked that out of a crowd. And then just immediately went and flaunted it in his face. Yeah, so, bad move. So when when both the future queen and the king of the realm get together and they're like, hey, let's make this pact. We'll get married, but it's only political. We can have our goose and duck on the side or whatever that was. That, yeah. That came to goose and duck. You got it. The analogy. Yep, thank you. Analogy, thank you. Uh but and then so then they go and tell their partners essentially no yeah you're my goose and you're my duck or whatever <laughs> hey it's a secret we'll just keep it between us and then both of those people immediately go tell other people Kristen Cole's like oh by the way I did it I I, I slept with Rhaenyra and uh, the Joffrey guy goes straight to Kristen Cole and he's like oh yeah I love him too so we we've got this pack now it's like bro I think the whole point is you're supposed to be quiet about it yeah. pretty sure y'all weren't supposed to tell the first people you see. After you're told about this this arrangement that you've got now, which uh, proved to be deadly, yeah, yeah. real real uh, boneheaded move there, which is funny because I don't think he has any more bones left in his head. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all mush now. Yeah, or pot pie. Now. I did love just like the ferocity of his stamp. It does make you feel like, shoot, like Kristen Cole has been this great pillar of virtue for the last like three episodes or whatever i totally love him he's great does no wrong you know protects the queen does all these things and then gets laid one time and he's like well now i'll just murder people (laughs) (laughs) i'll just do it (laughs) tell me i won't yeah um and then apparently uh the samurais and the uh king's guard have something in common uh, is it called Harry Carey? Is that oh, right? Oh, the ritual suicide <laughs> thing. I'm sure that's not how to it's say not. it. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, but the just, oh, I've dishonored myself. I will immediately stab myself in the stomach and <laughs> be yeah. done with it. Um, so like, why does, and then Allison comes in and stops him from doing it. Does Allison save her just because she knows 
he is kind of the only proof she, that Rhaenyra shouldn't be on the throne now. He's a pawn in her because she she's got power over him. And is she that smart? She's playing the game now. I feel like she's not that smart. They, they set her up. up. They set her up in episode four huh. that she's starting to play, and then episode five. I mean. She's inheriting. So I think that was a calculated Hightower. move just to make sure that yeah. she's got some Maintains firepower against Rhaenyra. Something over yeah. Rhaenyra, exactly. Whereas if he died, but then, yeah, there would be because now she's got someone close to Rhaenyra, and that she can, she's got a you know can manipulate, yeah, a lever to pull with him. So she's got someone in the enemy camp. My confusion, and Crawford, maybe you can help me out, Kyle. You're also very good at watching shows. Um, Allison is super offended that. She wasn't told that Rhaenyra slept with Kristen Cole. But I felt like the big interaction between them two in episode four was her saying, I didn't sleep with Damon. And she didn't sleep with Damon. So I, I'm confused at why she's so upset over Yes. That. So it, it, it's a classic of like lie by, by omission. She feels lied to because she was like, I was clearly coming to my friend to talk about her maidenhead and this is like bad that you, you her virtue you, yeah your virtue like you slept with somebody it's damon and her response was damon never touched me okay so which is also not which, true which but yeah but like but she she, she answered she answered the total question of her total virtue by saying by answering the other question right oh damon didn't touch me so Allison was like, oh, okay, well, that answers both questions then. She skirted answering the real question, which was, did you compromise your virtue? Because that's going to affect your ability to be married off, you know, the the relationships we could make, you know, that's going to compromise the king, look bad on everybody here. And so she feels lied to by someone she considered to be her best friend like nine days ago. I guess, I guess... I don't feel like they've set up her heel turn quite enough in that scene. Does she know that Otto was in a way because of Rhaenyra? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and well, he tells then, her that. Okay. And yeah, that her. says you should have seen this coming. Boom. Yeah. Okay, there it is. I got you. So she she's also upset my dad got sent away and you're not being honest with me. So that's what me. this episode was her heel turn. This is that's what this episode gotcha. was. I'm tracking with you. Yeah. Um and then I loved that it ends with her the wedding begins with them saying this will be a wedding, a feast they talk about for years. It'll be a week-long thing. There'll be <laughs> yeah. jousts and tournaments and a huge wedding that everybody will talk about. And the episode ends with a shotgun wedding yeah. with six people and a rat eating the blood of the lover of the person yeah. she's married. And, and he's um, just and crying the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He like, can't even I get should... the words out. So, on my second rewatch of this episode, or I guess on my, re- my first rewatch, the second time I watched this episode... I realized that Cole hits uh, Lair- whatever the heck the guy's name is, the future king or the future Lainor? husband of Lainor. Like that. Cole hits Lainor uh, pretty good in the face um, when he's beating up Joffrey. That guy comes in to like try to help him, and Christian Cole hits him pretty hard, which I imagine that's going to be somewhat. If killing your best friend wasn't and lover was not a big enough um, like wedge. The fact that you also beat the crap out of that guy, I think, will end up being a bigger deal here in the future. Yeah, no. Uh, and the fact that he's going to be sleeping and making kids with his wife. Yeah, so. you know, it's probably <laughs> less than ideal. Um, yeah. But, woof. Uh, you, t- you talked about it earlier. I kind of skirted past the question, but 
Yeah, well, as far as surprise death scenes go, you know, how did this rank? Um, I think it it's hard to beat some of the ones from the original show, right? Jeffrey dying, Joffrey dying at his own wedding by poison, which seemed to come out of nowhere. Oh, that I forgot it was by poison. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the Tomlin, what Tom Tommen, who just jumps out the window. Yeah. No, yeah, Jeffrey Joffrey died by poison. That's yeah, right. and yeah. that was pretty rough to watch, but also like really cathartic because you were like, "Good, you suck. Yeah. Everybody needs to watch you die." And then um, the the viper being killed by the mountain uh, was also rough, but just because it was built up as like he's winning, he's winning, he's winning, sure. and then all of a sudden he is not. He's not just that he's not winning; it's that he's being brutally murdered. And that was yeah. that was rough to watch. This one, it's almost like we're anticipating it happening. It's like something, sure, something's gonna go awry. Yeah. Who's it gonna be? I did like that it was kind of surprising because it seemed like, oh, he picked the side character. Yeah, yeah like you picked the non-important character to kill. Like if you were gonna, and it's like Cole was doing the math in his head of like, okay, I can't kill the king. Sure. Or like the future king, whatever. Uh, but I just, I want to I wanna hurt somebody. And that guy spoke to me, and now you die. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I think I, my read on it was that the side, and you may have said this, I got kicked for a second, but my read on it was that he came and talked to him. The side friend came and talked to Sir Kristen Cole and was like, hey, dude, let's not mess this up, wink, wink. And Sir Cole is visibly upset with everything that's going on. He is super not okay with the situation. And it seemed like this was just a step... Like, that guy came into the conversation being like, isn't this so awesome that we're in the perfect situation? And Circle could not disagree more and has been boiled up with rage. Because Is that what you said earlier? Oh, no, no. You, you're making a great point. It's a huge swing from his uh, emotion with Allison, right? Which was right. like, please don't gelled me just just kill me right right uh yeah. and now it's uh the complete opposite of like i'm no longer ashamed or embarrassed i am willing to kill somebody else in front of everybody because i'm just mad yeah and i don't think killing the lover of your future king and then also sleeping with the future queen is a great place to put yourself for your future any other final thoughts uh, before we get into predictions for next episode? I loved that at the end, after the credits, when the directors and, and production people are talking, somebody has the line of just, poor Viserys. He keeps planning these yeah. big parties. <laughs> <laughs> keeps not going real well yeah. for him. He, yeah. he just wants yeah. to throw a party and have everybody be happy, and he never gets it. He also doesn't know sure. what TV show he's in. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's on Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny no yeah no I just I really love this show man this is a really good show in the future okay. I'm excited to see bald Viserys uh, young Aegon looks hella crazy super unkiltered <laughs> I, I, I'm getting mad at these previews because I keep thinking they're like oh this is just the next episode but this we've seen old Rhaenyra in like three previews already so like I think we're finally getting older, Renera, but uh, and the, but the kids were all at different ages. There's like three of them at one point, so I don't know. I try not to think about the preview. I think the King's gonna die next episode. 
and I think that will begin the plot of succession. I think he'll die at the end of the next episode, and it'll be the the race to figure out who succeeds the king. Yeah. Um, and it'll be Renera is going to team up with Damon, and the High Towers are going to have pretty much everybody else but the Valerians and Damon, and it'll be Damon, the Valerians, and Renera versus everybody else. And I'm excited to see where Breakbones guy ends up because that whole thing confuses Question. me. Question: yep. You're a big Damon stan, Kyle. Do you think for always? Yeah. Do you think Damon's going to team up with anybody? Yeah, he'll be on Rhaenyra's side. I think he's. Oh, really? I think he's all on his own. I think that's he's, a lone wolf. Oh, I still think he loves. One. I think he's still in love. With, I think he actually loves Rhaenyra. I don't think he loves her. Uh, and whether it's like it's like familiar love or whether it's romantic love. I think that he sees his future. What? I think he went there to mess with his wife, like kill his wife, so that he could marry Renera. I there's, think he's there's... in love with himself, and yeah. I think that he's, he's willing yeah, to he's do in love with what Renera whatever. He respects Renera. Nope. I think no, he, he... I, I think he respects what he can get from Renera. Yeah, hundred percent closer to the Iron Throne. Okay, because when he when they have, I don't know if it's romantic chemistry, like you said, but when they talk in their Targaryen language, I, I feel like. Damon and Rhaenyra both recognize a strength in each other and not so far that Damon's going to put her above him at all but I do think he recognizes something that he he loves about himself in Rhaenyra and I think that's why if anybody he would be okay with coupling up with her but I, I, maybe we're arguing about the same thing that he's just Team Damon. I don't get to one-up people on Game of Thrones knowledge often so I will take the time to say uh, they're speaking in Old Valerian. Oh, Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, not Targaryen. Sorry. So I would like the record to show the score is Kyle 1, Drew with a U0, and supposedly Handsome Drew like 38. Golf clap, golf clap, golf clap. Um, <laughs> that, was a, that, was a good, that was a good putt. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think uh, we're about now. to see the Dance of the Dragons start, uh, which is going to be great. And we're going to see the Civil War start to take its seeds. I think we're about to see the Game of Thrones really kick into high gear as uh, you get people backstabbing. And, you know, this is the first time that people think the throne is really up for grabs. This is the first time in a Mm -hmm. long time that there's been any kind of question around the throne. Because even previously at the Great Council, right, there was questions about which Targaryen is going to sit on the throne. Uh, But that was the only question. And Jaehaerys was respected and feared. Yeah. And now there's a question of which kind of Targaryen and maybe somebody else is going to be on the throne. And it's the first time that other houses are getting a, a glimpse of the Iron Throne for the first time in hundreds of years uh, because they're like, hey, the Targaryens aren't what they used to be. Let's see what we can get. And I think it'll be very interesting to see who shows themselves between the Strongs, the High Towers, and the Targaryens, of uh, who's making plays, and the, mm. the Lannisters are in there too. Yeah, uh, there's some fun. I, I love those little Easter eggs. What can I be on the lookout for with the Break Bro, the brothers, the Bash brothers? Is what I'm gonna call them from now on. That's it. They're the Bash brothers. I love it. Uh, they. I, I don't want to ruin anything. Just enjoy it. Okay. Just but but oh. when but when they're around, know that when they're around or when they're mentioned, just take note. Sure. 
Oh, I don't want the hand to turn out to be a bad guy, but I think he's going to turn out to be a bad guy. There's, there's no good guys, and there are no bad guys in these shows. They're all just people. You either, you either sit on the iron throne or you die. There are the powerful and the not powerful. Yep. The, power, the powerful and the dead. Well, Sunday night cannot get here quick enough, because I'm freaking fired up to see what episode 6 of House of Dragon has in store for us. Listener, if you've made it this long, thank you uh, for listening. Hope that you're enjoying House of Dragon as much as we are, and we will catch you next week on Not the Podcast You Deserve.